Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 45. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Hello. Oh, hey. How are you? I'm pretty good. I mean, you know, uh, pretty good now that we're finally getting this finished because it's been a, it's it, yeah, been a saga. It's, and yeah. it's going to be good for you. Um, yes, our uh, interview with Houndmouth, which was recorded a little bit of, about two and a half weeks ago at this point, as it's right now Tuesday November 23rd, Thanksgiving Eve Eve. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this one, you know, we recorded it then. We had part two of the Goldman Saga, our anniversary. So we're like, we'll just save it for the week after. So here it is. There and it is. Uh, yeah, we recorded it live in their studio on their stuff. And uh, it, you know, top notch, great equipment. But it certainly made many, many reasons made for uh, an interesting editing job. And oh, yeah. Part of the reason it's taken a little longer. Yeah. You know, this has been kind of one of the more, uh, you know, we've had a lot more kind of decisions to make just because, you know, kind of, you know, we, we, we did start off in the normal interview and then it just became a conversation and <laughs> yeah, you'll people were up it. and moving around. And, and that's OK. Yep. You know, you know yep. we kind of, you know, have sort of a hybrid of you know like more straightforward q a things like yeah. that and then like a fly on the wall sort yep. of stuff uh with us and uh you know i think both you know contribute to a really fun compelling exciting you know conversation just sort of a, a peek into uh what matt and shane and, and houndmouth uh do uh you know yeah and um again their new album good for you has been out since november 5th which we recorded this the day after check it out if you haven't and yeah, like Bo said, so also just wanted to provide a little backstory. We were on the way to the interview and we learned that Shane had gotten, Shane, the drummer of Houndmouth had gotten tickets late to the Louisville Clemson game. So we're like, mm -hmm. oh shit. But we still ended up getting him on for, I think it was like just under 30 minutes. And then like Bo said, just kind of became more of just hanging out because we were just chilling over there and um it the topic comes up about we use some of their songs in there as you'll hear and we hope you enjoy and the topic came up about can we do that so their manager chris who's one of our really good friends he hopped on the mics to talk about that and then matt's partner courtney hopped on at some point to kind of talk about just some interesting music questions so uh yeah it's a fun interview we had a blast as always with matt and shane from houndmouth uh, we're going to be seeing them tomorrow live in Louisville on Thanksgiving Eve, which is going to be amazing. And if they come to your town, be sure to check them out and tell them the Brain Buster Boys set you. Yeah, Ada, yeah, a thousand percent. Um, yeah, and then we'll and then Sanford. You know, we'd be remiss. Oh yeah, yeah, Sanford's yes. in it too. And that yeah, he was watching the UK Tennessee football game. Louisville was playing Clemson. So there was just a lot going on. And they both there. lost. Yeah, <laughs> in pretty bad fashion. But yeah, like like on the last play. 
So yeah. when we had the mics rolling for about two and a half hours, and I think it's going to be, you know, about an hour and a half, hour 40, something like that. I mean, it, like Bo said, it just kind of got, for a while, we just weren't even talking into the microphone. So uh, here it is. And without further ado, we hope you enjoy our conversation with Houndmouth, and we guarantee it will be good for you. Check it out. Chartreuse and chandeliers Fancy that seeing you out here Let's get to going soon Cause the distant sound is upstairs loud and booming Yeah, we better get moving Heartbreak Hotel White lies and fairly well all right, welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 46. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Bobot Rand. Hi. Oh, hello. What's up? Not too much. Well, boy, oh boy, we've got a special one today, don't we, buddy? Yeah, pretty special. We are sitting here in New Albany, Indiana, the Brooklyn of Louisville, as I've once been told. Um, as our guests are from here critically acclaimed rock and roll band we're sitting in their wonderful studio right now their new album good for you just came out on november 5th you got to check it out it's wonderful we are here with matt myers and shane cody of Houndmouth, gentlemen thank you for coming on the brain buster boys hey hey what's up <laughs> not too much what's up with you Good for you guys for your album. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. You know, there was a part of me whenever Brett sent, sent it to me, or actually Spotify told me about it before Brett sent it to me. Spotify, Spotify was like, hey, motherfucker, you know, you listen to this. And um, so, yeah, I thought it was like, in my mind, like, I immediately was like, oh, it's good for you. Yeah. Like I mean, apples or like fruits or vegetables and shit like that. I would agree that yeah. I think it was good for me and my drive down here. Was it yeah. good for you guys it making it? It was good for me. Okay. Yeah. Shane, was it good for you? It was great for me. <laughs> so, you know, so we're recording this on November 6th, the day after it came out, but this will run probably a couple weeks later. So the album's out. It's fresh. Um, you know, I've heard it a couple times, loved it. Have heard pretty much all the songs live before because I've seen you guys, I think, over 30 times at this point. But uh, I did just want to take a quick second to be slightly sentimental and uh, sappy here because that's me. I'm a fucking tool. But, uh, you know, it was just kind of reflecting and thinking of just about a year ago, us meeting here, seeing you guys kind of in your just experimental recording process. We're meeting on the precipice of kind of making our show, which somehow we now have 45 episodes and it's been a crazy journey. And frankly, just kind of thought, I've known you guys, been privileged to call you guys friends for a while now, um, and just you guys have been such a big part of the last nine years of my life, like for real, um, and just wanted to say thank you for everything, and thank you for doing this, and uh, I can't wait yeah. to have a little fun. Thanks, Brett. You've been really a big sweet. part of our lives, too. Yeah. Oh, well, how Same. nice. It was really nice. Yeah. Did you remember to bring them a, a card? I did not, but we did bring some uh, wonderful yeah. bullet bourbon here mm. as uh, Shane and Bo are enjoying yeah, yeah, some. Yeah, with cups. Yeah, with they cups. Made, they made me do it. Yeah. <laughs> they made me do it. How did you get that mask? Anyway, so um, we went to Old Town Liquors. You guys ever been to Old Town Liquors? Yeah. yeah. Where is that? Uh, Highlands in Louisville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool because, like, you know, it's like every beer is for sale. It's like picking picking apples off a tree. It's pretty rad. 
Yeah. Um, so, anyways. But um, I didn't have a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. have a mask to get in. Mm. And this was when Shane texted me. He's like, basically, hey, I'm going to the Louisville game tonight. We're playing Clemson. Yeah. Don't have a ton of time. I'm like, fuck. Uh, but no, a guy out there saw oh, me that's not nice. have a mask and gave me a mask. Well, well I, I went into the cashiers, too, and I was like, you know, I thought this question was a good question to ask them, but now I realize how gross it is. I was like, you got a mask I can borrow? You got something that's, like, been on your mouth that you can put on my friends? Riveting. You know? Riveting Just stuff takes here. Takes it right off. Yeah. <laughs> We Gives showed a music right video you. there really? in 2011. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For what song? Penitentiary. Ah, and the early. They it was about somebody robbing it, oh, Ro- so or like so, something like that, and they were wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. That painting wow. is in here somewhere, right? From that that original like EP cover. Oh yeah. 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 yeah Come on down. Okay. It'd break so. my heart if somebody really robbed that place. Yeah. Right down the street from his crib. We're off to a rousing start here. But, uh, <laughs> gentlemen, so uh, I know you worked with a new producer for this record. Your fourth album, uh, Brad Cook. I know he's worked with the likes of Bonnie Vare, His Golden Messenger. I know plenty of others. but um, And the recording, it sounded uh, very crisp. And just kind of wanted to hear, you know, Matt, I know you had kind of sent me a podcast of Brad's last year. And oh, yeah. Very interesting guy. Yeah. Just like, what was that process like, especially compared to kind of previous records, but how much more, I guess, immersive and just exciting was this recording process than normal? Yeah, I, I think it was, it changed my life <laughs> because really? he brought in uh, John Ashley, who engineered it, and he's just a wizard, just knows like everything. So that was pretty inspirational, and he just brought a few of his preamps, we used some of ours brought his mics, and just to watch him work was insane. I've never seen anyone that yeah, good at what they to do. To have, like, this sonically just trusted, nobody has to speak, yeah. you know? Like, to have that communication just be taken care of, and then Brad work, weaves in and out of the songs. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so is like, very streamlined. You could just get in your creative space and do whatever you want. Yeah, and that's I remember that podcast you sent. Like that was a lot of what he had said. Is like kind of as a producer, not really meddling in too much, but almost just kind of hanging back on the sidelines. Yeah, let the talent kind of figure it let out it amongst figure themselves. It out. Hands off, but also very kind of stern. And when and you need to step absolutely. in, absolutely. So where did you record the album? Yeah. Here. Did you did here. record it here. Yeah. How long was the process? We did. We had two weeks here. Okay. And then we went to his to his home studio in uh, Durham, where he lives. Okay. Did overdubs and stuff. Yeah. And then a little bit in Austin. Okay, so you were a bit all of, so. How was the, the, the actual <laughs> recording portion? Like, what was different about that? Like again, I don't know shit about music, <laughs> but like again, I could hear it, and maybe it's mm-hmm. because it was fresh on my mind of. Tim Smiley, your all's former sound guy, kind of, you know, posted on Instagram that it was very spacious. And I'm like, and we've done a lot of audio stuff where Mm -hmm. Bo creates spatialized audio. You know, I'm learning about this Mm -hmm. shit, but I feel like I could hear it. Yeah. I just remember, like, everything being so um, tranquil and then just, like, walking into the room and just playing drums while John was working on something. I could still hear the track in the headphones, and I just played drums, and then that would be the drum take on it. Everything just w- worked, yeah. And you didn't even know you were working. 
Very sneaky. Very sneaky. <laughs> yeah, is that something you think they kind of just, like, something they established from the get-go, and it just kind of naturally flowed? I, yeah, I just think like they're that? so pro that that's just how they work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something you guys had never really experienced, at no, least on that so much that talking. Level. It's always too much talking. Yeah. And that's just not how to work. It's not how you work. Yeah. Any any particular tracks or songs where you, that you were in there and something clicked that maybe you didn't expect and just you know kind of changed the course of maybe what you were originally thinking. Um, I mean, basically you just sit down and fuck around with something, and then it's like, oh, this is cool. Because if you know it's cool, then everybody else knows it's cool. Yeah. And then there were sometimes when we're like, I was playing a guitar that had like no sustain. It was it'd go, and then that. That was the the note, and yeah. it was just a. I I played a solo, of a bunch of plunks, and we're like, this like sounds cool, and we're like, yeah, just put like track it, and then later we overdubbed like synth over the guitar to make it sound like, a full note. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little map. Yeah, I mean, yeah. kind of sounds similar to like again when <laughs> we're editing. I think Shane, I'd asked you before when we hung out at Derby earlier this year, like. Hey, we've had episodes where we've had you know fifteen audio tracks or oh, something yeah, like our, that. Our other one, we just had this big monster of one where we just kept adding and adding and adding, and I was just kind of like, "Fuck it, I'm not starting a new you know yeah, yeah. project." I'm and I think I remember you saying you've had like hundred you know on a certain song. So how you know how's that kind of process of just like thank you fine tuning and tweaking you know like when you have everything and like you said like sometimes it's just that one thing that you got to overdub or just put in to kind of create the final product yeah i think it's so easy to go down that hole of like overdubbing yeah yeah and building layers and having 200 tracks we didn't go down that hole this time did not go down everything that was hole. like yeah. the intentional yeah like, you'd di- if you'd be dicking around with something, nobody would say anything. You're like, oh, that's not cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So do you feel like kind of like when you're kind of in that mode when you're sort of, you know, layering and you've got like a lot of tracks, like is there a moment where you're like, all right, I got to rip myself away yeah. from this? But it never happened with this uh, album because it's so minimal. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like, did But you- definitely in like when we're just like demoing out a song mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, oh, we've we get done the like weed so much and several then... versions of one song. Yeah. So you kind of went into the studio knowing in your head, you know, you'd already kind of been through a lot of it, had you? Like, kind of figured out. We know, figured out the songs and okay. how the songs needed to be. Okay. But had no idea how we were going to record them. Yeah. And we didn't know their process. They didn't know ours. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, ours is irrelevant at this yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. So who all was recording other than you guys? Did you have other people playing with you? When we went to Texas, there's this dude, Sean Gid- uh, Giddings, that came in and played keys. He'd listen to the song. He'd go in the booth. He'd listen to a song, and then he'd play organ on it. And then they'd run it back, and he'd play piano on it. And then he'd go to the next song. He'd listen to it, then he'd play organ piano, and absolutely crushed everyone in one take. Yeah. Like the best piano playing I've I've seen so subtle and yeah nice <laughs> jaw was just on the floor literally just listen to the song one time okay I'm ready <laughs> yeah knocked wow. it out of the park so it seemed like again the whole process I guess much simplified yeah but I guess in your mind yielded results beyond what you were kind of expecting before going yeah in? I mean even when I heard like the first mixes back I was like I wasn't like sold on it yeah. i didn't get it because my brain was so used to hearing 
so much noise yeah all the time and we didn't even use like reverb for vocals like there's everything was just dry yeah yeah that was one of my biggest takeaways when brad was like no we're not doing reverb on vocals which is terrifying i thought he was joking yeah Yeah, straight up (laughs) i mean this is interesting again because i hadn't thought about that podcast or brad or anything till right before this interview and we talked a lot about it last year just through hanging out and you know, I didn't expect to hear you said it changed your life. You know, and yep. the way you guys are talking, it's almost like this is truly a new era for you guys, you know, from this album and beyond. I mean, do you think you, know, you guys are going out on tour? Well, by the time this airs a week ago, you're already out on tour. So yeah. do you are you excited to kinda and I guess you've been out already, but yeah. how has this changed the live show? Um I don't know. I mean Wait, I don't feel like I have to like give every song gas. You can just kind of like sit with it, yeah, and like let it do its thing. You don't have to like force shit. Okay. Yeah, playing a lot lighter. But uh, yeah, that whole no reverb thing just blew my mind. He's like, listen to your favorite songs, or like, I guarantee most of them are just bone dry vocals. Yeah, Turns out. And I noticed a lot of the albums, you know, they're like a lot of, you know, songwriting, they seem to be like, you know, kind of coming from like a chord progression on an acoustic guitar, you know, place and like, I don't know, like it seemed like, you know, did that kind of like sort of contribute to, you know, how simple things seem for you guys or how streamlined the whole process was or. Yeah, I think because of the songs were so locked in mm-hmm. before, that's where a lot of the work does. I don't write 50 songs. I write if we need 10 for a record. I write ten. In this case, I wrote seven. Wow. <laughs> yeah. so, so did you reach into like a back catalog at all? Like, were there any? Like, no, old I, I songs sat down to write. Catalog? I was like, I gotta write uh-huh. songs. Yeah. And so I just fiddle with an idea until it came eventually to like a full, full song. Do you have a favorite key to write songs? Um, like chord or chord no, I mean, I, it, it kind of depends on. Because I like changing keys because your voice does different stuff in different mm, keys and yeah. it's just like, what's going to lend it? And then there's some some songs that are like, you want to start low and I, I kind of want to start low and then get high. Uh-huh. And then sometimes it's too high or sometimes it starts out too low. So you like make adjustments mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Let me ask you this. When you, I guess prior to going into the studio to record, what's a song that came out maybe a hell of a lot better than you ever would have expected? Um, I mean, Cool Jam, we were all setting up the first day, and then we, like, wrote it that day. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that was just... Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. And then we just started playing it. Brad's like, what's that? And I was like, I don't know. We're just, like, doing it. He's like, yeah. cool. Let's start with that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it was in the computer. You just yeah. put it in Cool Jam. Yeah. Was... Cool Jam 1, we had a Cool Jam 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those titles were really kind of just pretty, like, you know, a place. Yeah. Or a person or something yeah, like yeah. that. You know, Which like... is a lot of your music. And yeah. I know we've kind of had the joke, and I think there was maybe even a little bit of steam behind it, um, about kind of a T-shirt or a poster concept with like maps on or pins on a map of all yeah. the different places in all your songs totally it's just it's crazy to me that people are like oh that's interesting that you write about places it's like oh that's fucked up because we're always in a place yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so interesting yeah. that you got a song called ohio yeah <laughs> and every place has like a connotation attached a to it oh, yeah. so you don't have to talk about it that much yeah. you know it's like it's already painting a picture yeah and i feel like a lot of your songs too from the get-go through now are not exactly they're characters kind of you know they're about Mm -hmm. 
die, uh, fucking, I can't even yeah. pick one I'll, out right now. You know? Also, surprises me, because every fucking story has a person or a character. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, big surprise. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing, I, I don't know like, if someone told me this or I read this somewhere, but one of y'all said like it was a like, gothic Americana. Southern mm-hmm. gothic, so, yeah. Southern gothic, yeah. So like, kind of like, sort of how does that sort of... You know, just visually, uh-huh. I was looking at that. I don't know. I can't remember the photographer, but uh-huh. he did a bunch of Southern Gothic photos, like kids wearing big head masks and stuff uh-huh. in the South, or like it seemed to me like Midwest. That's right. that's why I applied it because I was like writing a song about a dreary Ohio, mm. growing up, like riding bikes, and it's like, man, that picture of these kids in like fields, looking creepy as shit. There's a darkness to the Midwest for sure. Oh yeah, everybody's nice, but there's like. Yeah, there, there's just kind of like a, I don't know, like when I lived in um, southern Illinois, it was very like rusty, just kind of, and like it didn't look that much different from here, except if you went north when it was flat. But yeah, it just kind of had this sort of like gritty, rusty emptiness, yeah. and I was just like, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. So uh, Jack, so you have a song, Jackson. Is it Jackson, Mississippi, by chance? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's Andrew Jackson's, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was something else. It wasn't even Jackson for a while. I don't yeah, know. What was I was, it? I, I don't know. Yeah. I was reading a book about New York, and then that, and then I just changed it to Jackson because it sounded better and the picture seemed right. Yeah. And then, and then after reading that book, I was like, I actually like New York. I want to write a song about New York, so I wrote Mackenzie. Yeah. This is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Lamar. It is about Lamar. <laughs> yeah. That dude's insane. Yeah, uh, his interviews are so cool. He's just like. So present, oh, like yeah. nothing else fucking matters. Did by you see except... the video when the Ravens PR surprised him that he yes. wasn't yeah. his yeah, yeah. That was yeah, great. That was very cool. Yeah, there's one. My favorite video of his is I think um, there's one where they like I think John Harbaugh asked like, "Hey, you want to go for it on fourth down?" He's like, "Oh yeah, coach, I'll do it." Yeah. You know, just like <laughs> that still, like, was in, so like, cool. Mode. Yeah. yeah. Coach was like, yeah. do you want to do it? Yeah. You want to do it? He's like, yeah. he just seems all right, like, we'll go do it. Giddy all the time. Just down. Yeah. He's Yeah. But, uh, and he yeah. lives in his he, so he got this house uh, just outside of Baltimore, and only people that live with him his mom and his like three sisters. He's got a kid too, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, and I remember seeing him on Twitter. Kid, she's yeah. dressed up as Pebbles. That's cute. Flintstones. I bring up Jack because I went to Jackson. Yeah, you were just there. Summer, yeah. Did, where did you meet Fox Monroe? That was no, that was that, that was in Memphis same, actually. Same trip. Though. Memphis was a really really cool place. Yeah. Yeah. You guys yeah. been to Memphis? A few oh, times, yeah. yeah. You know, I remember when I went there, I was like, I want to go see, you know, this was, you know, August. Hadn't seen that many. I think your all show was my first show I saw. The Waterfront show was my first show I saw. Um, oh, post-pandemic. Yeah, post-pandemic. That was so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of people ro- came out. Yeah, <laughs> rode my bike down there. It was a hell of a day, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember I went to Memphis, and I think that show was, like, the second one I saw. Yeah. And I was just like, I want to go see you. So, so I went to freaking Bill Street. And I saw this, like, blues psychedelic band, like, playing there. And, it, you know, it was great. And I kind of thought, I was like, man, you know, if you are in a band and you have, like, a sound that's, like, in the vicinity of that, like, blues, psychedelic, something like that, you can move to Memphis and have, like, tons of potential gigs. Any yeah, that's night. what I wanted to do yeah, when I was, see, like, 15. Yeah, see, I, I was curious, too, because, like, you know, you all come up here and, like, Louisville's got a great music scene. Mm-hmm. But, like, did it ever cross your mind, like, hey you know, let's move to Nashville, let's move to Memphis and see if we can try to come up there. No, because at that mm-hmm. point it's like, uh-huh. just the idea of like technology, like we could record shit here. Yeah. And then like, I like the idea of not being in a music populated mm-hmm. area. And I think Louisville is also like that. Like it doesn't 
have stu studio musicians necessarily. Right. They're all just like art kids, and that's mm -hmm. awesome. But that's something you would have wanted to do when you were 15, yeah. though. When I was 15, when I was playing guitar, when yeah. I was like, yeah, when I wanted to be like the best guitar player, yeah, yeah. which is fucked up. Like, I'm so glad. I, I, I eventually, I was like, I can't play fast. I just like the hitting the right notes at the right time and leaving space. And I'm not going to be the best guitar player. So I'll have to take up songwriting so that I can create a song where I am allowed to leave space for yeah. notes. Yeah. Well, I'd say you're a pretty fine guitarist. Yeah. What, what <laughs> yeah. guitar player did you want to be when you were 15? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, yeah? For sure. So who's your favorite guitar player now? That, I mean, still Stevie still Ray Vaughan. I mean, but now it's more like I got into Dave Rawlings for a long time. Uh -huh. Blake Mills is awesome. I actually met Blake Mills. Weird. I didn't know who he was at the time. Like I don't. Who is he? Uh, he's a really good guitar player and producer. Okay. He's awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Seems to me with Dave. I think he, like I was a big Ryan Adams person in college. So yeah. That's mm -hmm. how I in, college. in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, I fucking dressed like him and everything. You know. Yeah, dude. Still kind of look like him. Stop it. <laughs> uh, but um, but that um. No, I, I always kind of like kind of gravitated. I always like Neil Young, like Crazy Horse stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of the Rust era. Sort yeah. Of eventually, like kind of, you know, I like kind of when I sort of stopped playing guitar, sort of mostly and switched over to piano storytelling and all that. You know, that was kind of who I settled on, and that's kind of who I still go back to when I. Do you get into Randy Newman? Uh the oh the, you know like the Toy Story guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a post like my friend Tony worked at Borders. And um, he would get bookstore? all yeah 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 wow. the bookstore was downtown on Fourth Street. And, and he would get, <laughs> they're out of their cash he, now, he would right? get yeah he would get all these posters. He would get like Iron and Wine, The Shepherd's Dog. That one was up. This yeah. was like um, late part of the aughts, you know. So we had yeah. that up, and then we had this Randy Newman poster up in our apartment, and like we never listened to that album, but it was always like by the staircase. I'd like walk upstairs, my room would be right there. Do you know what it was? Do you know what album it was? Oh Lord, it was. I mean, if we could go, if we went through all the album images, I could point it out. Yeah, but. Um, Dude, it's, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. You gotta yeah. check it out. Okay, let me Those ask you records. something. Just re back to the Waterfront Wednesday show. I guess it was July. It was your first show out of the pandemic. Yeah, it's my second. Well, I saw Okie Dokie. Well, well, actually, funny enough, so the Jesse Lee's open for you all. I saw the Jesse Lee's during the pandemic. Yeah, at um the um Jimmy Jimmy not Jimmy oh, Jimmy, was Jimmy there. Dance. Oh, you were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was right. totally there. I was uh in one of the tables up front. I wound up talking like, to him too. Yeah, Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. Oh, oopsie daisy. Spring it keeps up. falling. Yeah. I know. Mike's yeah, drooping. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, first off, it was amazing. You know, like just to be back to live music, incredible, Thank great you. crowd. I mean, I've, I know I had goosebumps a lot of that show, almost shed tears, no shit. But I've seen you guys over 30 times at this point, lost count. I don't think I'd ever seen you play Sedona twice. Oh yeah, that was yeah. cool. So, what was the rationale? Just because I'll let you talk. What what was kind of the rationale behind that? And had you ever done that before? Never done it before. It was like a sleaze move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like a joke. Yeah. And and we were like, yeah, we'll just well we could open with it or we could close with it. And I was like, why don't we just do both? So yeah. we just did both. And uh, I'm glad we did it, but we'll never do that. Again. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I figured that was probably okay. the first and only time. Yeah. Well, that's the first I did want to ask you that. I mean, hell, I think that may be the first time I've seen a band, to my recollection, like play the same song twice. Yeah. You know? I think it's tight. We saw, um, um, what's the, uh, that song? It was like huge, like two years ago. Um, um, Grab a way out of kicks now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> they played it three times back to back to back in an encore. Who is Who that? cares? <laughs> <laughs> you have to edit that out. Huh? What? Fuck. Yeah, yeah we got to edit that out. We will edit them. this out. No, we, we edit all the shit, so. Uh, it's yeah. uh, the girl that does uh Who's the singer that making my way down to Oh, Vanessa Michelle Cole. Branch is it? Vanessa or? Vanessa yeah. Okay, yeah. I get yeah. them too confused. My, yeah. my wife Taylor went to her show at Z Bar, and she just walked on stage. She goes, "All right, getting this out of the way." <laughs> uh, played it. Yeah. It's like it done. It's like you can leave if that's all you want to hear now. So let, so that power leads, that leads to the next question. So Sedona, you know your most popular song for sure. I'd say. How do you guys feel about it? Like, is it something you still like? You know, I think about just like Radiohead and the song Creep or like Steely Dan and I think Reeling in the Years they didn't. Because again, you just get sick of your hits. And Matt, I know we talked many, many years ago after when you just had one album or even two, just I want to play new fucking songs. Yeah. So how do you guys feel? Like, do you still love Sedona? Are you sick of it? No, uh, it's fine. It's like, because okay. we played it so much. It's one of those songs like in our like a wheelhouse like our natural rhythm so if we start playing it we immediately like get into a zone yeah because it's just so like easy to play the zope zone yeah the zope zone <laughs> it's just easy yeah. you know and i mean obviously the crowd fucking loves it with yeah. good reason it's a it's a it's a banger so so long like what are what are some of your all's other favorite songs to play make like, it to midnight the, okay yeah. and uh new one check out the new album good for you out now on all major platforms. <laughs> yeah, just you know, number, I like the slow songs. Number ten, you remember? Uh, I, actually, I did want to. We played the Southgate House in Newport. This would have been fucking 2014, and I told you before that my dad's favorite song was coming around again. Yeah. And my dad is classic, and he just called it number ten always. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I told you that my parents were going to be at this show, and I didn't know you were going to do it, but. You fired out. This one's for Rick Jagger. And for real, that meant a lot to me, to him. Still one of my favorite songs, I think, too. Yeah, that's the one. That's actually one that we don't play anymore. Yeah, like that and Halfway to Hardensburg yeah. and stuff like like some of those old classics. Yeah. It's just the lyrics are a little, like, juvenile, I guess. I just kind of think about, like, what I want to put out in the world now. Mm -hmm. Not talking about things you acquired from selling cocaine. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, no, I feel you. There's a time and a place for that. That'd be fun to play sometime, but, like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Play it for a special show for my dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you all of a sudden, see, like, like we go back to Sedona, like, that's, you know, little, like, you know, a lot of, like, old West, like, Western films shot there. You have, like, what's it, John Ford, you know, yeah. lots, of, lots of little, yeah, so, like, obviously that was something you guys are into, um, so, like, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but, like, um. Boys, I gotta split. All right. Here. Well, here, before yep. you leave, Go let me ask you one thing. Yes. Since this is still technically a wrestling podcast, <laughs> what are some of your memories of wrestling, some of your favorite wrestlers growing up, anything that kind of sticks out to you in a wrestling standpoint? Honestly, I've, I know I've, we've talked about this before. It was just like something that was just not in my life Okay. at all. Yeah. Like me and my brother just never watched it. <laughs> Any anything from these days? Anything you get your yucks on? Or just fuck wrestling? I don't. I have like zero opinion no, on it. I'm, I'm sure if I dove in, I would love it. 
Yeah. Well, you know what I love is. just like so cheesy that was, shows. So he kind of had just watched it a couple times as a kid, and that's kind of the whole thing of our podcast was me as the diehard fan and him as kind of coming in in the cold, and now he's watched pretty much every <laughs> oh, 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 friggin' year. year's worth, man. You know? So, yeah, what do you think <laughs> about no, it? No, no, that's the thing, you know. Like, you don't think you're, you, you have any wrestling in your life. It's just a countdown until somebody, like, pile drives you on the street, you know. <laughs> Pile drives you on the street. Yeah, yeah, that's so that's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I got DDT'd once. Oh, yeah. See, th- that's what I always like. Anytime a wrestler comes on, I always ask him what move sucks the most to have done to you because I really want to know. Yeah, because like this stuff is like not full blown, but I'm like, it has to suck to some degree. Yeah, you know, so it's like, what was the move? What was the toughest? Well, uh, my favorite one was V triggers. Love you, buddy. Peace. I love it. See you, Shane. We'll watch the uh, save. Yeah, and then quit. Oh, save and it. quit. Yeah, we'll watch we'll, we'll watch some wrestling sometime. For sure. <laughs> uh, well, hey, let's just shift to that right now. Uh, yeah, let's do that again. We've talked, you know, we've talked off air about a lot of stuff. Uh, some of your favorite wrestlers, moments, matches, any fucking memories of the wonderful world that is professional. Wrestling. I always liked. Was it Ty Typhoon mm-hmm. and Hurricane? Mm-hmm. Earthquake and Typhoon, the Earthquake natural disasters. And typhoon, I don't know that much about it, but yeah, <laughs> I like them. Those guys, they seem to not come out very much yeah. back in the day, so they were kind of like a rarity, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Bushwhackers, fucking great. Dun, dun, dun. I just like it's. It was so funny. Just the show, the show aspect. It was of, like yeah, it's total. Insane. It was mm-hmm. insane. It was like it was some comedy. It was like it was awesome. It's mm-hmm. got everything. It like, does. It's not for everyone, but I think there are aspects that if you know you can turn your brain off of what your preconceived notions of wrestling is. Right. There's truly something for everyone. There's comedy. There's drama. Right. There's emotion. I mean, well, there's, I, well, there's bad, like sometimes yeah. the shitty bad wrestling is the best because it's just yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think like you know us, I assume being all around the same age, you know, thirty something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like um, I remember like growing up as a kid, like whenever somebody came to school and was like, "Yo, the shit's fake," you know, and then you learn, and then the facade like burst, and then, like yeah. now, like people have grown up liking this, and like no, it's fake. But I think there, you know, certainly was a period of time where you know, pre-internet, like, that type of communication wasn't available, and people believed it. Oh, you yeah. You know, and, and like, it, it's just kind of funny to me I that, was, like, it's been able to persist despite, you know, that revelation. Yeah. It. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of, like, mob mentality in a in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you when you just get with a group of people and you're just like, we're going to give ourselves yeah. to this. That's how and I haven't gone to these shows. Like that's really kind of what the allure is. Yeah. You, know, you kind of like, you know, to cheer for the hill or to, to know to cheer for the faces and, uh, you know, uh, cheer against Through the, the hills. hills. Yeah. Well, so that was what got me back into it in 2009 in college. Like I loved it as a kid from like 97 to 2001. Yeah. You know, like nine through 13. Loved it. Got out of it completely for eight years and then got back into it in 2009. Just on a whim, happened to see Monday Night Raw on TV. WrestleMania is a week away and there's yeah. eight of us. It's like, fuck it, let's throw in, get pay 50 bucks and get this. Yeah. Never looked back. That was like end of March of 2009. Okay. And in my crazy journey, I've now become a very, very well-rounded fan and get into all the Japanese shit and just, I'm insane now. But, like, I truly believe and feel that wrestling is better now than it's ever been. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I know even Tony, you know, who's you know was into it um, as a kid. Like said, people described you know this is another golden age. Oh yeah, of it. Um, Not the Goldman age. So mm. I, I was really into wrestling when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I, and then I stopped, watching it. And then my dad and his buddy and all his son and his friends that I didn't really know, but they were a lot older. They took us out to watch a wrestling match. And uh, how old were you here? You I was probably like fifteen. Uh, fifteen. Okay. Probably like mm-hmm. f- yeah, fourteen, fifteen. I was pretty young, and uh, all the other kids were like older, kind of in high school. And uh, see, I only l- watched like the old shit. Yeah. So I liked all the old wrestlers. So you know the Bushwhackers yeah. and the and go- like Gold Dust. I didn't know who the fuck Gold Dust <laughs> was because I watched like the classics. Yeah. So the match was Gold Dust versus Bret the Hitman Hart. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh lordy. And everybody was they're like, who are you rooting for? And I was like, Bret the Hitman Hart because like I'm OG. Yeah. And they're they're like, fuck you, dude. They're like, you're like this is like. They were in high school and yeah. I was young. And they're like, "You're so gay." Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Come anyway, on. Brett Hart. Fuck. I'm pretty sure he fucking won. One of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. And Goldust, real name Dustin Rhodes, is still at age mm-hmm. like 52 in All Elite Wrestling, which is what we yeah. covered. Yeah. yeah. Up until and just had a great yeah. match with Brian Danielson a couple weeks a ago. Bullshit so match too. That's an. <laughs> that's another thing is like these guys, these wrestlers, like. Especially in Japan, like they're in their early fifties and they're out there just having some of the best matches you'll ever see. Yeah, modern science, technology, medicine, conditioning, whatever. And, you know, like. But also ice in Japan, and... they literally fucking they'll hit the shit out of you yeah. for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just crazy to see Gold Dust, yeah. who you know has been through the ringer, even at his age now, going out and having great fucking matches. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could. Um, I could go on. Our tour manager last run, his name's Cole Taylor. He was teaming the drive-by truckers for a while. Okay. And we didn't have anybody, so he came out with us. And he was telling me, we went out for bagels one morning, and he goes, <laughs> Matt, if I ever get offered to somehow tour manage a wrestler or get into wrestling, I will fucking leave you this, in a heartbeat. This sounds like a guy I need to meet. I, I was going to say, I was going to link you guys up because you need to, to blend more music wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What's he doing now? He, Is he still TMing? Yeah, he's going to do, we're going out in December. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, Any he's stops, awesome. Any uh, stops anywhere near us? I don't know. I think I we'll, know. we'll probably, we'll be at the show, uh, what, oh. the night before Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, I, I, I fly yeah. to San Diego the next morning, so it's going to be And I just learned fun, today I'm going know, to I'm Indianapolis the oh, next morning now? for okay. Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. so we'll both uh, yeah. probably be pretty hungover, headed to our Thanksgivings. Uh, That's a sweet cake. Coming off the uh, wonderful Paris Town show. What's and, going on? And there's Chris Thomas, our good friend. Why did we take the hot seat? And some other guy. Yeah. <laughs> William Sam. No, you guys can come in. Oh, We're yeah. What's okay. going on? We can, add, we can edit out. Yeah. Hey guys. We can edit out. How's everybody How are you doing? We're gonna, there's no camera rolling. Look at yeah. look look, yeah. look 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 at that waveform on there too. It's so like very small. subtle. That's yeah, like very Shane subtle. Yeah. Said we're recording. I'm like, are we? Because because I try to go small, but then sometimes you know, like I don't know. Lately, I've just oh, wanted because like I don't think like our recording format is best listened to in a car. Because yeah. the car's like there a theater, you, you got a subwoofer and stuff. It's it's five point one surround and not like your your LR headphone thing. Yeah. And like yeah, it's just uh, yeah, like I, like in a car, like certain basic things get too much. Sweet Dionysus, she never really liked us. Hangs on and stays too 
long and then supplies us all with vices. A sweet Pasadena, I sure'd like to see her. I know, shit, it was probably two years ago at this point. I believe you watched a Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi match from Wrestle Kingdom 14 Night 1. Yeah. Do you remember uh, anything about that match? I don't remember much, but I, I remember being entertained. I'll take about it. About it. Yeah. You know? I remember there were nights uh, in Austin specifically, Austin City Limits 2018, where... We were really being werewolves till dawn. We were, we were. <laughs> had to sneak that one in there. Absolutely, but degenerate. I remember we were getting deep into some wrestling. We were getting deep into wrestling and, and life. And speaking of which, uh, not to get too back to the music, but to get back to the music because sure. this has always been interesting to me, and I know it was <clears throat> one of those evenings. Um, back to golden age. Which, prior to this record, and I can't say this one's my favorite yet because I've only listened to it twice, but yeah. up to this point, Golden Age, definitely my favorite Houndmouth album. And I believe I'm probably in the minority on that, but I recall, so this party came out, you know, very different song, little backlash, you guys mm -hmm. hit it head on, it was fucking great. But within the context of the album, I love that song, and I liked it from the get-go. But, you know... The fans didn't love this album as much as the first two right off the get-go. And I remember you had told me that night that it kind of put a chip on your shoulder in terms of the live recordings, mm -hmm. because I think those were some of your best live shows during that run. I've heard that, too. I didn't feel it because I was in my head, but yes, it put a chip on my shoulder, but also Golden Age was more of a long con because it was just a long play because like once you release an album like that... Well, once you release an album like that, then you can like do whatever you want. You take the hit, you take the backlash, and then you, then you can call like this record like a comeback record or whatever the fuck you want. But now nothing, you can't put anything past this band. Yeah. You know, like now we we can do what we want, move freely. Arkansas He's gonna kill us all A gold chain An open flame And a can of aerosol Guys, editing's fun It is, though, like, one of the best parts About this specific um, episode Was, like, our cuts You know, like, whenever we, like So, um, we found out That House of the Rising Sun is you know not it, it's a song that's not copyright because like no one knows who like wrote it or anything okay yeah so like we like toss it in there and we like open up with it and then we like cut into our first scene with like a pull cue hit because it takes place in a bar in queens yeah 
you would cut into that. Our next scene is cut into with like a car door slamming and then a limo. So like the cuts were what's really big. That's cool. Part of that song as a transition as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we, if we just like verbally agree that y'all can use any of our music, is that fine? Or do we have to go through some sort of loophole? You know, uh, my my, my (laughs) I was actually going to ask you that because like I feel like we should maybe play snippets of shit too. um, Yeah. Or just in general. Because if you get if you get sued, it won't be by us. It'll be by a third party and then we can be like, hey, chill. It's all good. Yeah. Chill, chill, well, chill. Well, originally, I, I, <laughs> I think this is a question so, for Chris. So, probably. so I thought of this actually. Yeah. I, I wanted to use. Bring um, him in. What yeah. was it? I wanted to use uh, your your first song. Good for you, I believe is the opening track. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I thought that would be good. Is it good for you or is it cool jam? I think it's good for you. Yeah, I, yeah. And, okay, and yeah. like, you know, the, I, think, the, the, I don't know. Da, 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 you know, and uh, I thought it would have been like a good way to go into that scene because that uh, you know, like Greg shooting pool, it's sort of at a bar, and I kind of wanted it to sort of, I don't know, like. All of our later episodes with this story have just been kind of sad, especially when it comes to Greg. So, you know, uh, and I thought that would have been good. And House of the Rising Sun kind of makes it seem kind of like, yeah, this is badass and yeah, this is cool and it, it still works. But, I, I, you know, that was my original idea. So, yeah, great. Yeah. You used we'll it. Use them all. It. Yeah. Uh, any uh, lawyers out there? We'll get Brian Buster on the case. Son of, son of a gun. Yeah, our lawyer, Brian H. Buster, came about because we would text each other a lot and brain... Uh, does autocorrect to Brian, or you just mistype it? Have I you guess ever, it's not an autocorrect. Have you ever thought about changing the name of the podcast to um, uh, Brain Buster Women? <laughs> no. Or like uh, Big Baller Brand? Big Baller Brand. No, no, no. We um, we um, have like some uh, gestating <laughs> That could plots. work with the acronym. Well, yeah. well, we have some gestating. Well, you could use like the BBB, like the logo. The Big Better Baller Business Brand. Bureau. That's like yeah. one oh, yeah, like, yeah. plot we have gestating. I was thinking more like, like BBW. Yeah. Oh, I, I love me some BB dubs. I thought so. What about Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah. But the, the Man Bun Boys was another one that came up because there was a night we both had the fucking buns. The Big Bun Bros? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, bun, the, bun, the Bunbury Music Festival. Uh, bun, the Burberry the Bur- uh, uh, Black yeah. uh, black Boats. <laughs> the Bro Bible, uh, you know, Buick. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it, now it seems so Braces. hard to come up with B stuff. Yeah, well, and like a lot of podcast names, they always have that, that front face like, you know, they kind of have sort of just a very snappy... Um, like there's a rhythm to it. Uh, I don't know. Like ours, like I don't know. The, for so, for some reason, I kind of like ours. There's sort of a disconnect between what the name is and then what it actually is. Like yeah. like, like like that. What it what it is has transcended the name at this point to where mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, you know, you yeah, listen, Rainbuster Boys. Here's our weird cinematic. I story. think it's a great name, actually. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, naming is tough, and like so, I'd actually I was knee deep in trying to do a wrestling podcast with someone else before Bo. Uh-huh. A guy that was, like, a true wrestling fan that I'd kind of met, and, like, through meeting with him a few times, it's like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work. Did he not have the audacity? It, well, no, it could have been fine, but I think he and I had been talking yeah. about doing shit. And I, I, I did a lot of this in grad school. Like, that's where I learned Pro Tools and stuff. You right. know, we, we did a lot of, like, storytelling with, like, audio and stuff like that. It was a big thing. But Isn't com- it crazy that, like, the subject matter can be there, but there's, like, a feeling with, that's, with people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? that, yeah. yeah. Like, that's all this is. It's like, yeah. I just came up with the idea one night, just kind of buzzed in my bed. 
What's uh, another one? Big, big, bu- big, big bed buzz. Let's talk about our first yeah, few yeah, episodes. Cool. Uh, no man, our first well, few episodes. Hold on, I was just yeah, gonna yeah. say real quick that like getting a name was tough because it's like you're trying to make it wrestling related to some degree. So right. the Brain Busters was an old 19 like 80s tag team. That's Tully really Blanchard cool. And I didn't know Anderson. that. Both are now in AEW as managers. No way. Um, but you know, I was thinking of a bunch of shit and like Brain Buster Boys just like felt good and like it's not necessarily tied to wrestling even though it is but right. like Bo said it goes well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how is it googleable if you if you if you oh, type, yeah. if you google brain buster what happens brain but just brain buster yeah you'll probably get Courtney the move but, but uh, you know like like well you know we come up pretty good like you know well number one when you google greg goldman the fourth picture is one of our pictures when you google micah pellegrini this picture is this you know that's awesome yeah. what is that shirt oh it's um yeah okay. tell him about the shirt so um into the microphone this is, our, this is our friend micah here um and i took this little screenshot of him on zoom and we like he's, he's the nicest guy in the world but we always call them like toxic because everyone on our online community yeah. is like toxic. This to- it's so it's a, funny. It's been a huge Toxic's word the past big, two years. Big, it is yeah. big buzzword. Well, well, and like yeah. all these people on the, on big Twitter who call each boys. other toxic, they're always usually being toxic. Yeah, if you that, use that word, you're yeah, a you piece are of toxic. shit. So, so, so actually, they sell this. Like you know, they, they <laughs> bought this shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com. Yeah, and this is my design. Yeah, shirt. that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so he literally just screenshotted Micah on a Zoom call. And just put it. Do you have a, more of those? Oh uh, yeah. Um. Or, so if you um go Pro to ProWrestlingTees.com, Pro it, it, it's on our friend specifically Devoids, but those yeah. motherfuckers know I made but it. But that's so. Bo's that's design. Cool. Yeah. No. Get it. Like, they you know. took. Did they, they didn't, made their they, own T-shirt. Didn't, they didn't give you any like. I know. Heads that's up oh no. Oh no. Like, we like, need some fucking royalty oh, no, checks, oh, oh, Micah. Oh, 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 oh they I'm will. You. you know, like. No, we paid for it, but it's but, you know. Like, don't like, worry, like, like, Micah's like, gonna get his. Listen, oh no, it's yeah. flattering. You're on the right track if people are stealing your shit. Yeah, so. exactly. thank you. Yeah, yeah, and we love um, them. But um, some of our first early um, recordings too, like um, the, the 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 meltdown and stuff. Like you know, like our first early recordings were just so wrong. We recorded in the um, in the basement of uh, Red Fly, yeah, and uh, it was yeah. just a. But I had an absolute meltdown at one point um, during. So we'd recorded like a. F- dry run of an episode and then we tried episode to zero which is which is out we did release our episode release zero episode zero yeah. but uh yeah the early days were interesting but yes. just back to naming like with cool jam you mentioned like you literally just put it in as cool jam mm-hmm. yeah. and jackson you thought was going to be something else but kind of how's the naming process like is it something yeah. you don't really give much thought to like with cool jam it seems like you didn't but i never gave much thought to naming ever Okay. Hence our name, like yeah. Hellhound. Yeah. Like, and see, like place names, I've always thought were cool. Like you know, like from Almost Famous, like the band Stillwater. Like yeah. I've always loved that name. Mm-hmm. You know, like just yeah, you know, it's, like those it's very, just yeah. it's just a vibe thing. It's just yeah. like, does this feel good? Yeah. Yep. And you don't have to think about it anymore than that. We were gonna mm-hmm. name the album Wolf Glass. Really? Because that company Wolf Glass, it's what Brad put in his GPS to get here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and everywhere we'd go, we'd see fucking Wolf Wolf Glass somewhere. We see Wolf Glass vans. Um, we were playing golf on the ninth hole, sponsored by Wolf Glass. The signs are everywhere, aren't they? Yeah. So then we just started, like, we went to a uh, restaurant, and they had a big chalkboard, and we are just like, Wolf Glass, fucking 2020. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I had something. Red. No, like, like, our naming process is a lot of fun. Like, for these next two, our final two-parter for this arc, you know, we did stay, our character's name is Greg Goldman. We did stay Goldman 
Hoagie Boy and Hoagie's his buddy. So yeah. playoff stay golden, and, and po- we, and, stay golden pony boy and the, from oh, the outsiders. Then, that's like and, Cockney. Yeah, and then this one oh, coming out I, is I, I, we live for Corkney. And then, and then this one comes out. It's called um, Nothing Goldman Stay, which of course Stay Golden Pony Boy is a reference to the Robert Nothing Frost poem. Goldman Nothing gold can stay. Nothing gold can stay. Okay. So you know, like we have that kind of reference with that original material with the outsiders in the poem. But yeah, we this. name each episode every yeah. week and it really is always like a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That it's easy. You know, it's like we'll, it's we'll knock fun. it back and forth a little bit, but like naming the podcast was a lot kind of It's a lot. For me, we it do was different because then you actually have to account for like branding in a way. Yeah. And yeah. And it was something I thought it. we'd work in a lot, like into our show of you know, you think about Billy Madison, any more brain busters, you know, yeah, shit yeah. like that. And the tag team brain busters, but like Totally. We haven't worked it in a well, ton. Well, and hell we've come a long way. Like we used to be like all heavy sound effects, which like What's fun at the time, I think it's a little juvenile now, and I think we've moved beyond it. I I would still love to go back and do uh, Santa's Slay Symphony, like an episode like that. Well, um, um, so I'll go ahead and propose this idea to you. (laughs) Well, we put Um, the the WEPA thing up there. Grab Grab that blue synth thing. And just like, just press it. I don't know if the volume is Anyway, there's like a setting on there that just says WEPA. WEPA. And we were like, yeah, yeah. Um, you hear it? I think it's going, you'll probably hear it on the show. But. So we did have a question for Chris, if you want to... Chris, hop on the Chris Thomas, mic. manager, Poundmouth, the connection between all Dalton of us. In, 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 the, in, in that Back to the Future 2 chair. Hey, Chris. Does the room mic work? Uh, this works. Here, uh, yeah, keep... I'll see. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Thanks for making all this happen, but... So we were talking about music we use in our episodes and that House of the Rising Sun is technically a non-copyrighted song, so we're using it in our episode. Yeah, so basically the question is, so like that's a non-copyright song, we're using that, but with Houndmouth, like obviously their songs are copyrighted, but we're sitting here on a couch right now, Matt is saying, hey, you can use our songs... Can we freely use them based on this verbal commitment, or is there some official means we would have to go through to use Houndmouth songs? Well, I think you have to start with the question, what is a song? You know, and actually, <laughs> I, I looked that up, too, where they talked about how, like, A, it's, like, the actual writing, and B, the uh, recording, like, the event of. Well, that's that's exactly yeah. right. That's yeah. why there are multiple parties involved mm-hmm. for certain things, and usually it's all pretty... As long as everyone's agreeable, it's yeah. not going to be a huge deal, you know? So as we sit here now, we can use one of their... And obviously, no one's well, coming well, in. Like, and, we've and, used Steely Dan no, songs no, we use that. No, no, we used one. We used yeah. that... Uh, we used a, a Dio Dotto song where it's a... 
It's a thus spake thus spake there Zarathustra the oh, bond. Also, no, no, but, yeah, but the Red Flare song. But it's it, um, if you've ever seen the movie Being There with um, oh fuck, it's from the seventies. But yeah, it's it, it's uh, got the Pink Panther. Yeah, yeah, and it, that um, song whenever they Peter do the dun, dun, yeah, uh, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. I've never seen that. But it's actually, I heard it's great. Yeah, it's got that um, um, also spake Zarathustra, but with like a. Um, a heisty kind of bongo, about da da da, yeah. and we use that when we go into Atlanta, yeah, just to you know give some energy. So, a ver- so Diodato. I heard Peter Sellers is an asshole. Really? What about Larry Sellers? Oh yeah. Who's Larry? From Big Lebowski. Oh, that's the yeah. Got We're the, gonna cut your dick off, Larry. Let's but back to the point at hand here. So the verbal commitment, right. like we were just here, literally just based on legalities. Yeah. Sake. Like, uh, you know, everything's there's like, you know, by the book and on paper legality, and then there's. In so, practice, you and know, like you no one's going to sue you. Yeah, you are the manager. And then it could all get done in retrospect. Yeah. But I think the other, the important thing is when, what is a song, right? You're talking about songs, there's tracks, there's recordings, but yeah, when he writes the lyrics mm-hmm. and puts, he could even just put the chords above it and then he has a melody mm-hmm. on paper. He's He has copyright to that song, yeah. technically. Wow. So Matt, right? He, it's not. It's not in the. Have to say, yes, yeah, there hasn't been a copyright filed, but he has. Yeah. He created it. So it's right, just like right. your yeah. T-shirt, you created yeah. that, so, um, and so, they stole it. Some other, um, th- so some other things I learned in my research for that today. So um, the song "Rock and Robin." Oh, Rock and Robin. That is no. They they did not renew the copyright on that, so that is public domain. We'll use it. At and some also point. in Europe, "Love Me Do" by the Beatles is public domain because theirs is only, I think, seventy years. Only in Europe. Yeah, so only in Europe, love me do. It's public demand. Well, the uh, there's also like the timeline of songs. Like there was a mm-hmm. pre-1972 thing for a while, to where everything before that basically became public domain mm-hmm. in in some way, or you would have to, like you said, renew and, yeah. and file the appropriate things. And then there was a law after it to where it only lasts so many years mm-hmm. after the original author's death. Author as in writer. Yeah. And I know the biggest shit show, like, um, speaking of Louisville's Happy Birthday, the song which was written um, in Louisville on this family, you know, the descendants of the person who wrote it, like, have fought, like, tooth and nail. And, like, in a lot of um, movies... To have a copyright to it? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, um, a lot of movies, you know, you won't hear Happy Birthday, you'll hear, for he's a jolly good fellow. Yeah. You know, something like that, because Happy Birthday. That's in the movie Clue, one of my favorites of all time, at the end. I sang "Old Lang Syne" in a movie once. Ah, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what about another "Old Lang Syne" by Dan Fogelberg? Classic. The Entertainer, we use that. That's public yeah. domain. Um, yeah. So I guess we're gonna use your shit. Yeah. Use my shit. Just all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> Psych. Or no? Well, or, yeah. Or there, there's also yeah. parody too. Only Black Jaguar. I mean, yeah. which um, one of my faves? Which parody is another thing. Like if you you know kind of do a parody, like that's sort of a gray area of copyright law. If we write a parody song yeah. based on whatever. I love that. So we have used a Steely Dan song. Like we have. What we happened were, when you like, used it? We were in a car, like in the yeah. story, and it was just like on the radio, yeah. and yeah. we literally we recorded no, Steely Dan we, we, while we were recording. We also used Zwan, which we like I feel Zwan, like if anyone would have got pissed off about copyright, it's Billy Corgan. Yeah, we had a Billy Corgan character. He called him Mister Cardigan. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, man, but Dude. No, enough. So the only copyright infringement mm-hmm. we've gotten 
was uh, we did a live stream, oh, like a Twitch live stream. Yeah. yeah. And we were watching AEW and streaming, like, just our reactions to it. And yeah. we used to review mo- the movies before and after Dynamite on that Turner. were on yeah. TNT. Like, we'd have a bit where we would, like, talk about or have a live recording of the movie before and after. Yeah. And it was The Meg, the movie yeah, The yeah. Meg. And I guess it was just simply we were talking while the no, audio was, was in the well, background. It was YouTube, yeah. It was a yeah, YouTube so thing. Yeah, so it was a YouTube they, they stream, for that shit. Yeah. and like we got popped for it. Dude, yeah. I feel like that's where people get popped is Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's like it's gonna be hard to pop us on our episode, right? Exactly. Podcast. Like, yeah. You think Steely Dan's gonna? If they came after us, that'd be a fucking dream. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Myers, <laughs> like come Myers, at us. Uh, yeah. It would Myers, actually be a great press. Myers for Leonard yeah. got popped on Twitch. Well, yeah. We you don't. No one wants to get that kind of pop, dude. No. Did that whole how that played out was so perfect. Yeah. Uh, like a week before, House of Highlights posted a picture or like a video of him. Mm-hmm. The entire team was kneeling and he was standing. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, dude, come on, and, man. Yeah. And now he's just, I think, out of the league. Yeah. You're like. No, who was that again? Myers Leonard. Myers he was Leonard. a center for the Portland. Trail I know there was Blazers. a Magic guy, right? Jonathan Isaac. I think. What did he he's do? Yeah, he's guy. on my fantasy team. Yeah. yeah. Not vaccinated. I know. Yeah. And then, no, I'm a big like. You know, I follow them on Twitter. I'm a. You big know, magic I'm a Twitter guy. man. The next guy. week, he's on Twitch and drops fucking anti-Semitic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah. now he's just a non-factor yeah. in life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Tough break, Myers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a non-factor. Um. You know, That's like. An interesting. Well, 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 and also speaking Karen of what we do, Pat McAfee. You know, at one thirty in the him. afternoon on Friday, like had like you know, like, is that a kicker? How big was his audience? Yeah. He and, was a punter, yeah. and he's smack WWE SmackDown's commentator on yeah. Fox. Like, yeah, he, oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, and, For he, a while, um, and he's pretty damn good. That's why. Yeah, yeah he's and, their lead color commentator on Fox. Oh, yeah, and he had, and he had the attention of so many people at one thirty on a Friday yeah. afternoon, yeah. and. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know because I think like Rogers will get yeah, like backfind and stuff, and I think there'll be a good set, a pretty large sect of people who are just gonna kind of defend him. But I, I mean, yeah, I mean he he, he, uh, he was dropped from a sponsor today, though, like yeah. some sort of a hospital that he was connected with. He'll be fine. Let's talk about something else. Fuck, fuck COVID. Fuck Rogers. Fuck Philly. Fuck Philly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm invite our friend Greg Goldman on. <laughs> You need to get Gary Goldman on here. Gary Goldman. That guy's you need to get hilarious. Gary Glitter on here. Oh my God. Who's He's that? still in jail, right? I he, think um, so. The na 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 na. Hey. Oh, the na, okay. na, na, na. Yeah. Let's use that if yeah. he's in jail. The Fuck worst. Him. Yeah, he was like, you know, whenever um, David Bowie came up in glam rock, like he was kind of also there in that UK scene, and then he was just a pederast. So, you know. <laughs> What's up, pederast, Walter? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's Gary Glitter. Um, Two well, and also Big they, Lebowski lines not answered. Well, here. and speaking of cover, they used his song in that Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. I still have. And like seen he got that, money actually. while he was sitting in jail. I would assume. I don't know exactly how that would work. You know. I went to his commissary account. I can buy cigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about Uber cigs? Yeah. Finally, kind of exists. Yeah. Uber. What Matt? What do you think about? Is that GoPuff? Is that Uber cigs? I think. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I think it really is. Dirt, dirty work. Yeah. Is uh, I think it's the best chorus. I think it's the song that has the best chorus and the worst verses I can that, buy that, that you can find. Yeah. And which is, and I think that's awesome. It's a great oh, film too. Yeah. Oh, Starring Norm Macdonald. Norm uh, Macdonald. I mean, just an unbelievably underrated film. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, um, I've, I've, I've seen I'll, 30 minutes of it, and I loved it, and I fell asleep. <laughs> Ridiculous! But I'm like an insane, I was an insane Norm Macdonald fan. Yeah. He has like, oh, yeah. uh, his fan base was like I saw crazy. that movie in the theaters in 99 or yeah. whenever it came out, like was way too young to truly get it yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. And it, man, it's just brilliant. Yeah, yeah no, no one's ever made me laugh harder. Yeah, like you know? that's, that's your Truly. Fucking, yeah. I, mean, he's, I mean, every night for like two years, I'd go to sleep listening to his, his he had a podcast on, yeah. just on YouTube yeah. for a while, which has been scrapped, but mm. that was like nuts just i mean his, to- totally a wild west just the delivery the pr- yeah. everything about what's him. your favorite norm bit mm. um i don't know that's a really tough See, question m- my most recent favorite was um the ho- one about the home for the criminally insane oh yeah, yeah. where like you know he basically is like ah you know i got asked to do the show at a hospital and it was all great and stuff and he's like oh yeah i guess i'm gonna do it for like patients and like hospital workers and he goes and there's like barbed wire and stuff like that. And, uh, and he's like, oh, what's going on here? And then he goes to the hospital. It's a state home for the criminally insane. He's like, oh, God, what's going to happen here? And then they, they take him to this theater. And he like goes up and um, he like kind of walks in. And um, it's just the patients there. And they just start heckling him immediately. Like one guy's like, nice shoes, bitch, and stuff yeah. like that. And they just keep heckling him. And he starts his joke. And one of them goes, go home. And then he goes, oh, yeah, you know, well, Thing of beauty here is, uh, I can, <laughs> <laughs> which like that like, epitomizes Norm for me because it's can. like sometimes there are like strikeouts, but like when he connects, it's a home run. Yeah, like every the fly time. joke, it's obviously. Yeah. But back to Steely Dan, yeah. only because they've been such a huge fabric of my life. You last cannot year. get off Steely Dan. Yeah. I just got on it. That's true. Uh, you got beyond dirty work. Do you have so like this is a band that, of mm-hmm. course, you know I'd heard of many times, but truly didn't like take any time to kind of dive into until a year ago, and I've been fucking obsessed. And I think it's even today so innovative, and it sounds yeah. that I've never even heard. And again, just as a yeah. musician, I'm just curious beyond the song "Dirty Work" if you've got any thoughts. To me, it's just like so pristine. Yeah, and they're so good at what they do yeah. that even if like you don't have like that soul factor or whatever, they you you're so fucking good that they can like just inherently develop that. Yeah. They seem like they created like soul, yeah. like a, a sort of like a, a it's feeling. A, yeah, yeah, it's a John. It's a conduit of yeah, it. You yeah, you can't even really explain it. Like yeah. again, it was something as a huge music fan, and again, I know nothing about mm-hmm. actual music, as you saw when I tried to fucking pick up the bass in there last year. And, um, <laughs> you did it all right. You held it down. I don't know bit. about you that. On one but it's note. like you know, I do these top fifty albums lists every year, and like, of course, I'm fucking dialed in and love it. But like. Mm-hmm. The fact that Steely Dan existed all this time and I never yeah. really gave it the time of day and they fucking just blew my mind. Yeah. I still just can't get over it. Yeah. And like anytime I hear Kid Charlemagne, it's like goosebumps. Yeah, like talk about like, um, you know, recording session. That'd be insane to be like, could, could you imagine being at one of the recording sessions? There's like 10 people there. You know, just and like and Walter Becker and Donald in, Fagan are being like, yo, yeah. like, can you like play, you know, and with Asia, yeah, every, every yeah. song, it's a different group of yeah. music- musicians. So like, imagine it's you and Shane and then you just bring in five other people for one song and then next five right, right. other people. It's gotta be just like, let, like letting the best people yeah. in the world. Oh yeah. It's yeah. what they were, you in, know, in the, they only have one documentary. Like they're obviously legends have yeah. one documentary about the making of mm-hmm. Asia. <clears throat> and I was fascinated more than anything about kind of what we were talking about earlier it's like 
you have all these tracks and the song is basically done, but mm-hmm. you can't stop tweaking and tweaking. Or with them, I think it was the song Peg, yeah. like that solo in the middle, the guy, I think it was either the guy who's playing it or one of the musicians on the track. It's like, we just would never stop. And we're doing the same uh-huh. thing. And like the takes are perfect and perfect. Yeah. And it's like, they're just like one little tiny thing can yeah. be improved. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously that's like so microscopic, but have you guys at, you know, through any of your album recordings, like, have you kind of gotten to a point where it's like, you know, the song is so close, but there's just one little mm. thing or like that you're just continually tweaking whatever it may be to no, the point. That not in rec- recording a record, but in recording demos. Okay. Like just kind of what leads into yeah. the record. Then it, once you're, pr- it's preparation. Yeah. If you're so prepared, then then making a record is easy. Yeah. The, w- we're, the weird thing about Golden Age is that nobody was prepared. We had mm. not played any of those songs live, technically. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, I mentioned earlier with this album... Obviously, you'd had like four songs or maybe even five that had kind of come out beforehand. But in seeing you guys live over these past, like even in 2019, you were playing some of these songs. So I think there was literally like two songs on the album that I hadn't even heard, maybe even just one. Um, So you'd been kind of testing these out for a while now. Yeah. Like Jackson, I know for sure you guys played back in 2019. I forgot um, about that, yeah. Because that was the Southgate show that day we were all in the casino. Um, oh, that yeah. was that was a fun... Uh, we went to a casino? Yeah, in Cincy. Oh, what, that's the one, right. The, what did the, we the play? The soon-to-be hard rock? Yeah. yeah. Really? That was when you guys did two shows at the Southgate that's house yeah. when, yeah. again, thank you that I know you guys hadn't been playing I remember. any gold. I remember that day. And fired out the yeah, yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. I was there to do a quick hit, so I took a gamble. I think on a, on a flush draw, a straight draw. I don't Open think it was a quick. A I don't draw. think it was a quick hit by any means, mm-hmm. was it, Chris? Well, <laughs> I think we were there for quite a bit. Uh, Usually, just a minute black hole. I wanted to. Be, I wanted it to be a quick hit. I, I was forcing it at the poker table. I remember. Took a gamble. Guys, there was an old mm-hmm. man there who had his own bobblehead. Do mm-hmm. you guys remember that? Yes. Shit? Yeah. We were there for really? his grandkids made it for him. Yes. That's adorable. That is adorable. He yeah. was a, a nice man. And I'm the people you meet at poker tables. Yeah, and shit. I ended That's up meeting awesome. our friend Jay there in the casino. Oh, so. really? oh did Jay show up at the casino? <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris? He showed up. <laughs> Just for context, Chris is our manager, and that's yes. why we uh, asked him the yeah, specifics. We kinda, I think we kind of said, my good mm. friend who I met at before, you know, obviously what kind of mm. led to this. And I remember the first night I met you all was actually early 2013. It was, what What was the brewery down here, Chris, that did like the Houndmouth Brew? Yeah, it was a uh, New Albanian, their yes. Bank Street Brew House, which is and now Monic, which you're... Oh wow! Holding. How about that? Yeah, man, that's where I ate last the night. I had their burger last night. No, no, no um, isn't that beer good? It's very good. Yeah, no, it's been one of my favorites. Um, Sorry, you know, I to buy out of all time. Of them, no, well, I mean, I've had it so many times. Yeah, I almost bought two scotch ales, but I didn't know if you liked a scotch ale. I could because Bell's with Christmas ale. But that fucks. night, firstly, it's back to the reference yeah. when I introduced us here, the Brooklyn of Louisville, because that was the Jim James night as well. So mm-hmm. it's like. You know, I'd always been a huge music fan. Chris and I had gone to so many shows together in college and whatnot. And he was living up in northern Kentucky, finishing law school at the time. And we came down here for that, go to the event, what have you. And Jim James shows up from My Morning Jacket. And again, like, I had worked in sports for like five years at that yeah. point, And like 
athlete celebrity like i was kind of desensitized to that because uh-huh. i was around it right, so right. much and you know whatnot but uh jim james walked in that door you know always had been a huge my morning jacket fan and when he walked in like i heard the beginning of wordless chorus uh-huh. like ah is what it felt yeah. like but then it's just like we're hanging out with him, and he's just a fucking goof, and he's like, "New Albany's the Brooklyn of Louisville." Very and, cool of him to show up. Yeah, yeah and fucking awesome. Again, just like what a memory for me personally. Like the night I got to meet you all, and yeah. Jim James a, was there. They're on a heater too. They keep putting out good records, yeah. like consecutive yeah. back to back. Like the, I, they put out like a record end of last year, and yeah. one. Just, well, that one, I guess they had. Recorded. That was one they were sitting on the yeah. waterfall yeah. Okay. too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, recorded. Awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. This lonely star, it don't flame like it used to, honey. This love of ours, it don't burn like it used to. Used to see you down in the Alamo. Selling Lucy's at the come and go. I did, I did read this interview where he said that he hated his voice for a long time and then he'd finally just turned on this reverb and turned it up like all the way He's and then the he was like, on oh, everything. this isn't so bad. Yeah, Dude. he literally has used the same reverb thing yeah. for, it's really cheap too, it's like a, it's the only reason he got into singing because yeah. he didn't like his voice before. And his, it's so strong. Money, his voice is oh, so fucking strong. When he went extreme insane. on that, it still moves because, like, you know, that album. You that know, recording, that, yeah, that recording moves. is like, yeah. you know, like it's it sounds like there's wet rags on your. You yeah, know, yeah. They, were, they were shooting it down a silo, no an empty shit. silo. That's yeah. how they got the reverb. See, this is why we got Chris Thomas in the scene here. No, so we've hey, talked about this a lot, and I'll just like that was our buddy Stetter would burn me CDs like. I credit fucking Stetter for getting yeah. me into a lot of fucking music. I, I credit fucking LimeWire Lime for changing. Oh my yeah, life. yeah. yeah I was no, I've got a, a ton of that because really? yeah, yeah. Like, just, I, I, but I, 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 before that, I just listened, I listened to Van Halen like my whole fucking life. It was so dumb. Oh yeah, like growing up in Trimble County, all we had was like um, the Fox Rocks. Yeah, dude. And SFR and 99.7. It's like where do you go? The Fox you know? did indeed rock. And then yeah, all of a sudden, just to and LRS. I, I've been you know, to LRS Fest multiple rock. times. Any of you guys ever go to LRS Fest? I got kicked in the oh, face yeah, there. Oh yeah, I used to work at. Yeah. What, you know who does not rock is the Fox Monroe. No, he doesn't. That's very true. And I, I think that if we went around the circle, we could all attribute our um, beginnings and finding our music taste to one individual uh, yeah. like, around a certain age, like 12. That's true. Oh, yeah. 13, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what. Person you think uh, of, yeah. And like, a, a similar vein question that I was presented recently that yeah. I never thought about was like, what are five albums that define your music taste? Oh, Lord. Which obviously changes over time, yeah, and it's yeah. not necessarily your five favorite yeah. albums, but what are the five that yeah. kind of are you? See, that would probably be phrased differently. Yeah. See, I know I can answer your question a little better How than that, because that? I remember the exact well, moment see, when that happened I'm just me. a... You know, yeah. I'm just a big yeah. albums guy yeah. in general, and my buddy presented it to me this way. So, like for me personally, I think that's really specific. The question hit hard, and I'm yeah. like, oh shit! I wow. think that's really specific. I feel like that's how your brain works. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot. yeah, for yeah. sure. And and to me, it's like a more of a yeah. uh, obscure, like when I started to think, like when you said, "What's your favorite Norm joke?" Mm-hmm. I can't pinpoint See, that. I've yeah. a hard time. Like people, like as a writer, people are always like, "What's your favorite book?" And I'm like, Ooh, you know. 
See, what? I'm that kind of person. Yeah, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What What's your sign, Brett? No. Scorpio. Oh, okay. Right. like that. Pretty you're fucking Gemini. Hey, you're a Gemini? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, man. He, I, I don't know. Like, I've always got, like, you know, like, lame people are always just like, oh, you're a Gemini. And it, you know, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a textbook Scorpio. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm cuspy. Like, I'm, I'm May 25th, so I'm, I'm right pretty close to being a Taurus, I believe. My so. birthday's okay. in three days. Yeah. Hey. Get that mic. Hi. Please. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm stuck on the fact that you. Um, Welcome, Courtney. Hello, Hi, Courtney. I'm Courtney. <laughs> I'm just here to interject really quickly. Please. I'm stuck on the question: uh, if you had to like your five your five top albums uh. of your music taste, I think well, it no, needs not to be top, but five albums that that define, define your music taste. Sorry, yes. I That's think it should be phrased differently, and I think that you should ask this question a lot because it's um, it's personal and people they're brain just jumps to something yeah and it should be something more like um okay hear me out matt okay. you and i talk a lot about like ram das yeah. right oh, and this ram perspective das. that like every um every part of your life is like a chapter or mm -hmm. a journey and you just keep moving through them and by the end you're like yeah fuck it i've done all the journeys i'm done yeah um what if the question instead was if uh, every decade of your life had mm. to have one particular artist Ooh. connected to it? Mm. And then people start to compartmentalize and you're like, oh, here are all of these journeys that I've been on and yeah. here's how I've yeah. evolved as a person. Yes. And I wonder if you, uh, yeah. I love that. Not like the story yes. of an album in your and life. You similarly, know, like, so for me personally, I started kind of ranking my top whether it be 25, usually 50 albums of the year from 2012 on. And along those lines, it's like I can remember exactly certain things that were happening that year oh, just so you, based on the you music. You split it down. Active. I used to be. Yeah. So I don't do this nearly as much anymore. But, yeah, every year I would, like, keep a tab of all the albums I listened to in that year. Yeah, and so you're splitting it down from even the year deeper. or yeah. the decade into, like, that's month to month to month, moment to moment. Yeah, kind yeah, of, really kind of. I think Courtney's question entices yeah. a, a personal time in your life. Around the corner. You know what I'm saying? Music like, is so closely related to memory. For I sure. Think. It's like a smell thing. When you yeah, smell right, something, right. So it's the same with along sound. When my, yes. to, I think I talked to you about this New Year's Eve a couple years ago, actually, when we were hanging at the White Reaper house. But like when I've, my... When I've my been thinking of that night so much because I'm like, oh, Brett Jagger, yeah. two years ago. <laughs> that New was Year's a wonderful Eve. night. Shout out to White Reaper. White Love Reaper. you guys. Um, but like my uncle passed away suddenly a few years ago. You know, at that point, and still one of the toughest, toughest experiences of my life. But like, I can still to this day, like when certain Lawrence Rothman is an artist, very interesting artist, uh, gender fluid, kind of has like nine different personas, men, women, yeah. both. But like, the music is amazing. But like, he they put out an EP that year, like a couple months before my uncle died, and just like the tone of that music was like exactly what I needed in the wake of his death yeah. and it's like you know i don't listen to it a ton but when i do it always brings me back to that like in a good way right you know it's like i can remember that this helped get me through that time right and another song is by fuck what's their fucking name uh we'll edit this i'm gonna up. i'm gonna look up pine grove i looked up lawrence rothman who like i liked a lot for a while and then just kind of fell off but they're great but the song rings which was the first song on like their 2018 album 
same like headspace of like yeah what needing is it? to get over that or not not needing to but just helping me get through it you know Diving right. into it but yeah so what i what is can, the name of the second band you said pine grove is the pine band grove. rings is we the song i played it on i played it in the house but, what song is yeah. it i don't know so mm. not the butt in but for me who's like more of a a micro level as we were kind of saying like i would would analyze like year to year like this was my favorite album or 10 albums but like mm. to step back and think about like for me one album in the 90s or artist as you said mm -hmm. one in the 2000s and one in the 2010s it's like holy shit that's tough but mm. again as i sit here right now and the reflecting i've done and i'm not saying this just to fucking puff things up here but like for me it's gotta be Houndmouth in the 2010s mm -hmm. for like what you all did for my life yeah yeah cause like Before... you know I've like Tame Impala was probably my favorite yeah. artist of the decade it's, for sure yeah. but it's like it's I'm... funny in that time and you're like, cause in that time in my life when you're talking about is I was listening to current stuff too um, like, yeah and, and it had a deep effect yeah but like just going again, not to make this all about me, but it's like we're friends. We're here now. There's we've done so much shit. I've seen you all 30 times. And like, obviously, those are all incredibly positive memories. Like, it's got to be it. Yeah. I, and I think the question every 10 years, there's, it's so dense with music. So it's like you have to pick you have to pick a few people yeah. every 10 years. Oh, yeah. So it'd be like Tame Impala, Future Islands yeah, would yeah. be in that crew. Yeah. But. Again, just on like a personal fucking level, yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, for me, I guess, and um, mine didn't really take off until college. Like, I think like the stuff I liked, that was, I remember uh, my Tony showed me um, Interpol, like, Rosemary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you showed me Heaven that song. restores you in life. And then um, one of the first times <laughs> that persisted, he showed me uh, Sonic uh, Nurse by Sonic Youth. And I, I was lucky enough to see Sonic Youth in Nashville about uh, 12 years ago, which was amazing. And I saw Thurston Moore at Z I held the, or I held the door open for Lee Ronaldo, Sonic Youth, oh, yeah. um, which is one of my favorite. Yeah. Did you Max, all? Maxwell's. Wow. So like, what was that like? Cause like, you know, like it's some like noise stuff. Like how was that? I, when we were touring, when I was like 24 uh -huh. through 28, yeah. I don't remember pretty much any of okay, it. No, I'm not cool. joking. Like <laughs> well, I, I, nothing was sacred to me. I probably well, I was, I was you. fucking reckless. Yeah. And, yeah. Cause Thurston Moore and Kim Gordon, they're kind of the, you know, the like emotional, you know, like kind of identity cause you know, they hate each other now and da 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 da. But, but no, um, you know, Sonic uh, nurse was big, but, um, you know, and I was really into jam bands. Like, I guess um, the first day um, or the first time I remember getting a lot of music, I, my friend Zach was like, yo, meet up with me. That's Roy Gentry, Zach. Uh, How old you are you? Know Roy Gentry? 19. Have you heard of Roy Gentry? No. <laughs> yeah, do do y'all want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, Madison, Indiana. Y'all know Madison, Indiana, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I have really right. good friends there. Oh, really? I love Madison so much. So um, on um, Main Street, there used to be a bar called Joey G's. It's called something different now. Madison's got their cute little music scene. And there was a guy named Roy Gentry who played there. He was a older guy with a big, long beard and did kind of like folky, bluegrassy stuff. You showed me a picture of him. He looked fucking tight. Yeah, and, and um, my friend Zach, you know, he's like a finger-pick guitar player. And... Um, Roy Gentry was playing at Joey G's. Um, I was, I think, 19 or 20. You know, I could get in there. We were home for the summer. You know, we were like, oh, let's go see Roy Gentry. So we go there, and there's this guy named Ben Oak with us. 
who, so who we all called Donkey because he said just really dumb things, you know. Should've yeah. Just called him Tree. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, anyways, um, Roy Gentry plays, tree. and um, it was kind of a known fact to us that Zach told us, "Oh yeah, Roy Gentry was at Woodstock." So Roy comes and sits at her table, and Zach, I think, is like, "Oh yeah, Roy here, my friends." Da da da. da. You know, big age difference, and you know, we talk, and then Ben Oak is like. Did you go to Woodstock? And Roy Gentry's like, well, yeah, I was in the area. Then, no joke, he goes, did you do acid? <laughs> and then Roy Gentry was just like, uh, well, you know, and Zach was just so embarrassed. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, man. And I guess before this, we were talking about, like, our, this guy, Micah. We were like, oh, yeah, Micah's question. Like, hey, how much did you guys do acid? Yeah, because yeah, you do acid, make this, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we didn't do that yeah. I like that unfiltered shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I like people that just blurt. Yeah. Because I don't. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Oh, yeah. And then and then I get embarrassed when they do it. And then I'm like, oh, I just got to like, yeah. t-. usually I would for a while get like yeah. anxiety yeah. over friends that would do that shit. You would do it with me a lot. Well, well no, he, he was always yeah. the guy. Yeah. Times you're like, I yeah. can't yeah. He was always the guy who would that. come yes. over and, and we'd like, be like, oh, man, here comes Donkey. And yeah. then and then eventually I realized that that was my own, yeah. my own bullshit. Like, yeah. I can't control anybody else let me ask you this that's fine i, I don't want to forget there was an album or an artist that you were gonna say was oh um no, i was gonna, oh, okay um to go back so um my friend zach yeah yeah welcome to the brain buster yeah. boys but um, bringing it back pretty more on task yeah this but um jam uh, bands he was really big into um grateful dead and fish you and you know i saw fish once and while i won't listen to to them a lot now like that was really big Kind of into just sort of like launch me because before that I was like a classic rock. I must say I was like, yeah, yeah, like Beatles and Neil Young and Bob Dylan and Mountain and ZZ Top and you know all that stuff. Um, well, in certain just sim- yeah, one simple yeah. show or experience yeah. can just change your fucking well, thoughts on a lot. But I'll tell you what band, what one band has lasted from the before times before that until now is uh, Oasis. And um, if they ever reunite, you know, beyond BDI, like I am there because definitely maybe their first album with like I feel supersonic, give me, shit. you know, that whole song, like I, you know, so like I've never every been summer, a, never been a big it. Oasis guy, yeah. nothing against them, but don't look back in anger, yeah, fucks. Oh yeah, and that Love album's that good, song. but their first record and like a lot of the, um, if you listen to their super deluxe version, a lot of I mean, outtakes, like solid. Columbia is my favorite song of theirs. So, like I want, and they're great. Well, I don't know. They're just kind of like the nasty Cockney Beatles. You know, they're I just kind of like the, you know. Well, Matt, let me ask you this because yeah. all this conversation made me think, and I've kind of been there with you in situations like this, but like worst interactions from fans, like people coming up to you in mm-hmm. public or after shows mm-hmm. or what have you, like uh, what's that just pissed you off or was just. And why was know, it me? <laughs> that's how that's how that always starts on our podcast yeah yeah but i'm uh, just curious like in terms of just getting fucking mobbed by people like you know you're just living your life you're just a fucking guy yeah i mean we don't get like crazy stuff but like there was a night in fargo it was like winter we were we were um hauling a trailer it had just snowed after the show it was like a nightmare loadout so everybody was kind of pissed yeah. Where were y'all going after that? I have no idea. So probably, probably like, like a long ass way. Yeah, out yeah. West, I had to drive that night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then this kid comes out and he's like standing on the wheel well of the trailer, and Shane's like, "Hey, dude, you got to get off that. It's it's bending." You know? Yeah. And uh, he hops off and looks at Shane, 
and just Hawk gets a big lug and just spits right on his. He's Shane was wearing a big fur coat at the mm-hmm. time. He had a big beard. No, just Hawks a lug right. No shit. Oh my god. And this was after the show. Yeah. Like you guys are just get, trying to get the fuck out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Shane was just like, "All right," and just fucking hit him. No but, shit. Yeah, he's like, I, like out of he didn't even want to hit him. It was just like. Was the guy at the show? Yeah. He was a fan. Yeah, wow. that's what I was gonna Jeez. say. Well, he like, doesn't sound like a fan. You're just, we'll you, you, you just cat, like you can categorize fans. Yeah. Fans are like we'll have to get oh, Shane well, back on the show well, and talk like about that it. spectrum too, like from you know like innocuous to Mark David Chapman, where you're just like, yeah, like what am I gonna get here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I just remember it was I've seen you guys twice in Asheville. Uh, the first time, both at the Orange Peel, wonderful venue, wonderful mm-hmm. town. The first time, I guess it would have been like fourteen. Not a big crowd, but an incredible night, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then the next year, it was like sold out. So like that yeah. was clearly like a just a fucking stake in the ground of your growth, which is tight. But I just remember we were in a restaurant where like open windows on kind of the main drag mm-hmm. downtown, and yeah. we saw you walk by. I'm like, oh man, and like you came and talked to us mm-hmm. all. But like a lot of fucking people came out to the street, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, how not blah 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 blah. Yeah. So, like, I just remember that, so I just wasn't sure, like, you know, the, the, the story you mentioned was fucking extreme, but yeah, yeah. I guess on a lighter level, like, just fucking... Like it was overwhelming for a long time. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like now I just, like, yeah. just deal with it. It's well, easy. Yeah. Well, and, like, um, so I read you know, Jack's article that they did for him in GQ, GQ Europe. Jack. Harlow. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, no, he, like, you Chris know. Thomas manager. Yeah, no, I, like, I remember, like, him talking about sort of, like, yeah, when I got into it, like, you know, I sort of, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I invite, like, these girls, like, back, you know, to, like, my place. And then now, like, he has, like, a verse about NDAs. Oh, shit, sorry. It's so, it's so okay. You know, so, um. Thank you. So, like, have you felt like you, like, you know, maybe not in terms of, like, that, but just sort of, like, attention, you know, the attention you get from the band, you know, like, you go into it thinking like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great, and kind of you get to the point where you're just like, like what like you know, parameters do you set to like establish your private life? Because it was attention, interesting to see what Jack did. Attention or, is great. In that article, yeah. Attention is awesome, but uh, yeah, at some I love point it too. can become very <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah. And I would imagine for Jack, it's yeah. like, it's, it's too much. Oh yeah. yeah. There's a point that's like you can't yeah. really live like a normal life. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not there, and I uh-huh. like I still like enjoy. Yeah. Like. Some attention. Yeah, it's cool. It's great. But you, oh, yeah, you have to attention. think that people who are a couple of years younger than us grew up yeah. with um, all eyes on them constantly. I mean, right? Yeah, just, I mean, fame was the, the goal. Do you have any like attention that you and set in terms of like, hey, like you know, I'll I'll do this with the fan, but not like you know. Yeah. I've become better at exiting conversation. Okay. Pretty much. That's yeah. like I yeah. don't know. You yeah. Just like get little skills. Well, are you about to exit this one right now? Well, uh, Shane left, and uh, this went off the rails, and we've had, uh, I guess, many guests, and this has been a fucking blast. No, no it's been on the rails because the train's still heading towards destination, technically. So yes, it is, and uh, like Snowpiercer, maybe uh, we can get back on. Well, no, track. well, like Snowpiercer, it's a perpetual motion engine, and it ain't stopping. Chris is a big Snowpiercer guy, but wanted to say thank you to Matt. 
from Houndmouth. Album out, good for you. Check it out because it will be good for you. Um, hell, I'm going to be interested to see what this final cut sounds like. No, it's going uh, to be fun. You got yeah. any final thoughts you want to let out to the fucking Brain Buster universe? Here's um, your moment. Anything. Still trying to think of a Norm joke. Oh. No. <laughs> you see there's this moth, you know, uh, and he goes to a podiatrist. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> dot, dot, dotty, dotty, dot. My name's Turtle. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's 2021, and we haven't come up with a better name than Sperm Whale. Oh! <laughs> it's a great one. <laughs> I mean, Come Whale's pretty good. Yeah. But no, that is wonderful, and we can't wait to see you here in a few weeks uh, sure. at, what is it, Paris Town Hall? Paris Town. Yeah, no, I haven't been there. I've, I've been to the bar been outside either. of it. it. It looks like a nice thing. Apparently, that brick road that was put in there is the first brick road that was put in Louisville in over 100 years. Well, how about that? That's cool. I still have a key card to the back door, so let me know. Oh, many. Uh, I drank a lot in. of tall white Russians at the back door once upon a time. Oh. Um, can, can, you, can you give me a Golden Age track or two at that show? Uh, I know it's been done before, but uh, we're in a new era now, as we established. Give you one. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Thanks, this man. Yeah, it was thank a lot of fun. You Appreciate guys. it. And, uh, we'll Thanks. have you on again. Thank you, boys. It was a lot of fun. You, let's love, do this again. Let's just chop it up. Yeah. Let's do it again. Oh, shit. One thing before we what? go, and this has to stay in. The Chris tweet that he sent that Matt is a doppelganger for Max Fried. Kind of, yeah, Atlanta actually. Braves pretty damn close, yeah. Is, that right? is he, though? A huge oh, source wow. of jokes that will, and uh, years, years. literally, like, years of jokes. Yeah, World Series champion, like, won um, the he final won the game, final correct? Game. Yeah, That's yeah. Insane. Not That's only insane. jokes, but just, like, has been weirdly an integral part of our Didn't lives. Didn't think he was a real person. For, for fun. It's technically pronounced months. Max Freed, but it's spelled fried, hence where all the jokes came from, because you know? we've been fried a yeah. time or two. Really? <laughs> Um, yeah, you know. But uh, Chris sent the tweet, and uh, yeah, have you do you, have you seen this guy? Do you oh, know anything yeah. about him? Yeah, yeah, he, I I take I take that. Yeah, hell yeah, he's a good looking oh, fella. Like yeah, I think he's a little better looking than I am. Oh, if I can take that, he's got a. I'd like to see you and Max Fried in a pitching contest and a guitar contest. Mm. Chris, and then we have to have happen. a third a third category because we you that's know, true. Like, we don't so want to like, so like, like, like paper rock scissors monopoly or some or bullshit like that. We could do an academic decathlon. Billy Madison. No, I'm not very ball. smart. I think he'd win that. <laughs> do you think Max <laughs> is? He's always fried. The ball. It's a great play <laughs> call by Joker. I think or I think Max is pretty smart. I think that professional athletes are pretty intelligent human beings and pitchers especially. But here's what we need to do. Here's a call to arms to Chris. To Bo, to me, to Will, to Courtney, to Matt, to all the fans out there of Houndmouth and Brainbuster boys, let's make a Matt Myers Max Fried connection. Whatever it may be, we got to bring you two together. Yeah, Facebook group page. It starts. <laughs> Start a GoFundMe. I don't know. Fertile ground. You Listen, and Max I don't know how to do anything PR related, but uh, I'm in. What That's me and Chris de- are here for? Delegate. All yeah. phones. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you ready? Let's do it. Right. Yeah. We got to bring Matt and Max together. It's going to be tight. And uh, thank you. Thanks. Lo- thank you. Thanks. I love you. I love you too. I love you. I love you. Love you all. Be good. It's like it is. Crashing down. By the look on your face, you was a little bit low.